The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome. Welcome back as we start off, I should say start off our week uh, in this live stream devotional, in this podcast. I do apologize for yesterday. Uh, things all scheduled. I just fell apart and made impossible some other appointments for me to be able to go live at 11. So I apologize for that. But we're going to pick up right here today and pick right back up actually where we're going to be yesterday. And uh, so we're so glad you're with us. And we'll be in Psalm chapter 14 today. Psalm 14 is we reference uh, one of at least one of the verses, one of the more popular verses. And I and I understand the premise behind it. But I think more what we're going to see today in this passage is kind of less about the popularity of a verse or things like that to me and more about how it just is so culturally relevant and uh, david you remember david was and he wrote this thousands of years ago and yet today we find that this passage is going to be extremely relevant then we'll look at another passage to an extent gives us a warning so um and i hope we will kind of finish with the right mindset of this and so psalm chapter 14 David writes this and he says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. Abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They were all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There was none that doeth good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge who eat up my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord? There were they in great fear, for God is the generation of the righteous. God is in the generation of the righteous. Ye have shamed the counsel of the poor, because the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that salvation of Israel would come out of Zion. Would the Lord bring it, when the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people, Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. So what I, one of the things I start I see at the beginning is he talks about again a lot of people and like reference like to reference this passage. The fool has said in the heart, there is no God. And there's truth to that phrase that the foolish person or anybody who's going to look up and claim that there is no God would be a biblical definition of foolish. There's so many ways for us to know there truly is a God. You know, Romans 1 talks about that everyone's born, what we, everybody's born with what we call an inborn evangelist. God placed in us the understanding and need for a superior being, for God. That's why, that's why religion is so popular. Um, but in the same case, God, God has stated that there's the evangelist of evolution, of creation. I'm not care if I say evolution, of, of the creation of the world. When you look around, it's impossible for you to look at your hand, your, your body and your physical makeup and even just your hands and the amazement of detail of what God has made and assume that it's just a freak of nature. There's just no way to do that. So God has placed all around us the proof of him and his creation and, and his existence. The struggle is it has been a battle since day one for people to deny the existence of God. You go back to Cain. Cain did not deny the existence of God, but he did not want to obey God. You know, Abel brought the appropriate sacrifice. Cain, oh, he brought the best of his own hands by his own fruit, but he did not obey God. And from that, and he was angry. Instead of getting right with God and apologizing and acknowledging it, he, he kills his brother because his brother did right. Obviously, jealousy, things of that nature. So from the beginning, we've seen it. And here's what Cain said. 
I want to be able to worship God the way I want to. I, you said the best, I'm giving you the best. And it was, a, it was a self-centered, humanistic way of looking at it. And that's been all the way through mankind. Uh, and before, the, before Genesis 6, before the flood, the Bible says that every man did which is right in his own eyes. And that's, not, that's exactly where we are today, where everybody does what is right in their own mind, their own thinking, their own eyes. If it's okay with me, if it doesn't hurt anybody else, it must be right. And the problem is, it's a very moral thinking, it's a very humanistic thinking, and ultimately, it's, it's, a, it's a dangerous thinking. First of all, there is no such thing as something that's right for you and wrong for someone else. In your mind, you can justify it, but there needs to be law, there needs to be morality, and it all ultimately comes back to God and the Bible. So the, the, but the, the foolish heart, the person who wants nothing to do with this is constantly fought, even to the point where David said that God is looking down from heaven and just can't seem to find anybody who will follow him. I, you know, I don't know. You know. Maybe that's exactly what's happening. Maybe David's just so frustrated in the current circumstance. Can I tell you that especially when I look at our current system in America and our world, I see a very similar thinking, a very similar frustration. When I look at this and I think, Lord, is there anybody in this world outside of you know, a small group of Christians that recognizes you, anybody willing to, anybody out there that is you know, in, in the media, in the news, in the politics that will well, that follow you. And what we're seeing today in this passage is exactly what we're seeing. What David stated is what's happening today. There's an interesting verse. Um, verse 5, it says, there, there, they, there were they great in fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. These people don't even like those who God is with, with the righteous. They get frustrated as someone who's right with God, who's righteous, who's doing right. And this could reference unsaved people. This can reference Christian people who are backslidden. They do. When we're backslidden, we have a tendency to attack somebody who's not because that's kind of how we justify ourselves. We attack the pastor. We attack other people. We, we kind of throw shade, as they say today. And, and, and unfortunately, we're missing the fact that the simple answer is to be right with God. And, and here's what it comes down to. Obviously, the idea of the fool speaks of an unsaved, an atheist, per se, today, that just wants to completely deny the existence of God. And, you know, there's what we call atheists and them agnostic. Agnostic is that, you know, they're kind of in between. They really don't care either way. They're not angry. They're not frustrated. They just kind of no religion at all. Atheist is so heavy against we don't believe in God at all. And, and, and not every atheist is like this, but I've talked to many, and they make the comment, we hate him so much. And I, I, often, I often respond with a question, how can you hate something so much that doesn't exist? Generally speaking, many of them have had some kind of negative experience with religion in the past. And understandably, Satan uses religion to keep people away from God. So there's a, there's a level of frustration there. So let me encourage us in, in our culture, number one, to recognize that there are going to be people like this that are just going to strive every day to live their life outside of God and his existence and his and therefore our accountability to him. Evolution establishes that. Getting rid of the Bible establishes that. Um, you know, people want to say separation of church and state establishes that. You've got to be careful. That's not how it was designed, but that is what they're trying to push today. Everything they can to get Christianity and biblical morals out of the mainstream, out of the government, out of these things, and they work on it every day for this. But we're not surprised because the Bible tells us in the last day perilous times shall come. Men should be lovers of their own selves, covetous, bolsters, proud, disobedient to parent, blasphemous, unthankful, and holy. There's so many things that God says the end of the world's going to be in, and that's where we are. So we shouldn't be surprised that what we see in Psalm 14 is in existence today. I'm going to read a little bit, though, from Proverbs 26. Yesterday when I was studying for this, I went over on April 26 when I read Proverbs 26, and I found it intriguing the two chapters lined up. At 26, it says this, As snow in summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. 
As the bird by wandering and as the swallow by flying, so the curse costless shall not come. A whip for the horse and, um, and a bridle for an ass and the rod for a fool's back. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou be like unto him. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own conceit. He that sendeth a message by the hand of a fool cutteth off his feet and drinketh a damage. The legs of a lame are not equal, so is the parable in the mouth of fools. As he that as he that blindeth a stone in a sling, so is he that giveth honor to a fool. So he starts off just kind of describing it, you know, and granted, he, Proverbs is heavy and talking about four different types of people. There's the fool, the simple, the fool, the scorner, and of course the wise person. And, you know, there's three different levels of foolishness. Simple, that kind of be swayed, the fool who really is kind of fighting things, and the scorner who's just far off. And then the wise person who's seeking wisdom. They're not perfect, but they're seeking truth and seeking wisdom. So he gives a breakdown of what the fool is and what we can see today. And, and frankly, he speaks as much about the danger of putting your hand and trust in a fool today. So we, we look at this and we understand that one, there is, this is a lot of the culture, be wise and, and use discretion as we establish our friends and establish the people we trust and establish the people we listen to and who we allow to influence us. We should be wise in those areas. And, and there's some really great truths. It's simply put down a fool. is someone you just, you have to be wise, careful to see. Can I encourage you though that Sometimes, and I've heard this back in Psalm 14, I've heard this before where, you know, people go to this passage and they just kind of, you know, they run on it, they, they, they kind of yell at people near foolishness. And, and I, I prefer to tell you, I don't think a Christian can say there is no God. I don't believe that. Um, I believe even a backslidden Christian, they probably fight God more than we, than the unsaved do, simply because of their backslidden nature. So I'm not going to sit back and say these are Christians, these are unsaved. And how dare I say that the world is screaming for them to run and they're giving, and, and too many Christians give them plenty of reason to say that. We mentioned that Sunday morning in our message on conflict in the church that one of the tragedies of when we allow personal conflict to come, which results in conflict in the church, is how many unsaved are hurt because of that? How many unsaved find a reason to struggle with church simply based upon what Christians do to each other in church and how we act towards church and towards each other. And we allow Satan to get in and it causes grief. And so I encourage us to evaluate what we're looking at this a little differently today. Obviously, we want to understand our point of being submissive to God. And as, as much as we acknowledge God is there, I mean, we acknowledge God in every part of our life. Let God have his way. But let me encourage you also that when we see a world, it's so easy for us because of the political and cultural push today. It's so easy for us to, to kind of fight and see them as enemies or see them as bad. Can I encourage you that really what we should see from this is the people, there's a greater need for God. There's a greater need for people to have Jesus in their life. There's a greater need in our culture today for a realization of a true relationship with Jesus and not necessarily uh, the fake aspect of religion. So I encourage you today to open, you know, in your mind, not be frustrated when you bump into somebody who has a negative view of God or negative view of Jesus or church or things of that nature, but see it as an opportunity to be able to be the one to help bring answers and help bring healing and, and to develop a relationship where you can ultimately share the gospel with them. What a great opportunity. Um, the world is just looking for those who are willing to take every step they can to look for every opportunity to share the truth, uh, the truth in love, 
about Jesus and how that's really the answer, not in that religion and all the other things. And may, may we be open to it as much as we see the truth. And some people are just going to absolutely say no, and there's nothing we can do about that. But what a great opportunity we have to be able to share that truth and be able to be an encouragement to others who are just looking for truth. And maybe they've been lied to so much they're frustrated with the lies of religion. And may we take advantage of any opportunity that's come our way. I encourage you to, uh, you know, I hope that's an encouragement today. I hope as we evaluate this truth that we would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and allow, not be like that fool, allow God to have his way. But recognize the condition of our world and not be oh, consumed by it or frustrated by it, but see it as an opportunity. Consider this, the world's getting darker, we know this. Can I encourage you that as darker the world gets, brighter does the light of the church get? And may we acknowledge that, take advantage of that, realize that our light is even brighter as the world gets darker, and pray that God will give us wisdom and opportunity to take advantage of those situations. Thank you for the time you've taken to join us today and this Tuesday, and uh, we look forward to a great week as we continue to study the Word of God this week, and uh, we hope, uh, if you're watching this live, we'll see you again back tomorrow at 11, or if you're watching this archive or listening to it, would you consider sharing it to other people on the platform you're watching it on? I know it'd be a great encouragement to us here. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time.